Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to get ready to release. Amen. Our evangelist tonight. Amen. It's good to have him with us again. Amen. Again, he's no stranger here. Amen. He's not. Amen. Uh, again, uh, he's he's family now. We're talking. This is a, uh, the fourth year that he has. Uh, amen. Came to uh, be with us. Amen. And we just. Uh, amen. Just consider him and uh, Sister Rebecca family. Amen. If you've never got to be, uh, amen, under the ministry that God uses him in, word, amen, gifts, and you'll be blessed tonight. But it's good to have him. Just see him come on with us. So give the Lord a great big hand. Because he comes tonight. Amen. Power 
of what the Holy Ghost can do. Amen. When God's people come together with a unified heart. Amen. To say we want more than just church as usual. We don't want tradition. We don't want religion. But what we want is a move of God. Amen. And for that I'm so thankful. Amen. That I can stand here and say that I'm thankful to be a part. Amen. Of this great body of Jesus Christ believers. Amen. I want us to ring this house with gratitude and appreciation for your man of God. Can we clap our hands together? Can we thank God, amen, for your man of God? For your woman of God? Can we thank God, Paul, for Pastor Hedrick? And First Lady, come on, you can do more than that. Can we thank God for him? Amen. They are sure jewels in the kingdom of God, and we honor them. Amen. He said it, I'm going to say it again as I reiterated. Amen. They are more. Amen. They're just great friends to us. Amen. They're family. And we thank God for the whole rest of the family and for what they mean to Sister Knowles and I. Amen. And for that, we are thankful. Amen. Can we honor and thank God, amen, for this great singing and for these great musicians? Thank you. You're a little better than that. I said, we thank God. These musicians. And I would be amiss if I didn't say it, but my God, amen, the next generation that's coming up, amen, as I looked up here in this pulpit last night, and I seen, amen, a young generation, amen, singing, amen, I have to take another look, amen, because I see different faces that I've never seen before, but I'm telling you, Amen. There's another generation coming up. Amen. I want you to thank God for the youth that was up here singing last night. Amen. It was amazing. Amen. The harmony and the unison. Amen. It was amazing. All of it. Amen. And I'm so thankful, amen, for the generation that God's raised up out of this house. Amen. It is unbelievable. Amen. But I'm telling you, when God has his hand upon an assembly, upon a local church. Amen. The devil sees that as a threat. Amen. Because it be the enemy's plan. Amen. That somebody will come in, amen, and split a church and cause chaos and disruption and have disunity. But hell can't stand, amen, when there's a church and when there's a people that's unified with each other. Amen. That's not like the church down the street but coming together saying, what can we do? Amen. To reach our community. And I'm so thankful, amen, for what he done, amen, I want to give honor, I want to do also, amen, to my beautiful wife, amen, and our two baby girls, amen, that are here tonight, she's as if they've already slipped out, amen, but I thank God for them, I thank God for all the ministers, all the preachers, amen, your respective places, all the ministers, can you stand quickly, and can we just ring this house with gratitude and appreciation for all the ministers and the house of the preachers, come on, can we thank God? somebody and tell a neighbor there is a word from the Lord. Now come on, tell them I'm a lover of the word of God. Come on, how many's got that power with you? Come on, hold that power up. Come on, when everything else fails, when everything else wavers, amen, this word remains the same. Amen.
Amen. And for that, I thank God for the Word of God. Amen. Grab your Bibles, and I want us to turn, amen, to the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and then I want us to jump to the book of Acts 23, verse 11, if you can stand for the reading and the reverence of God's holy Word. Amen. I sought the face of God today, and I believe He's going to talk to us tonight if we have an ear to hear what He has to say to the church. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. When you have it, shout Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you're still flipping, shout, wait on me. Tell him, hurry up. Amen. If you can't find it, it's after Genesis and before Revelation. Amen. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And the Bible now gave us this intelligence, it said, but for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Yes, God. Acts 23 verse 11 said, And the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Set your Bibles down, set your devices down, and can you lift your hands and lift your voice one more time as we bombard heaven's gates. Lord, before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. We thank you for your anointing that we feel. We thank you for your power. We thank you for what you've already done, but God, I pray that you hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, let me decrease that you might increase. Lord, I pray that as this word goes forth that the devil be terrified. And your glory be edified. We'll never fail to give you the praise and the glory. And Lord, better yet, while we're praying, let me ask you what I ask every time. Preach me, Jesus. Till I can't stand and preach no more. Preach me. Till yokes are destroyed. Preach me that if there be one tonight that doesn't have the gift of the Holy Ghost, let tonight be the night that they pray through the power. I pray, God, all this in your name, Jesus Christ. And the church of the living God can shout amen. And amen. Clap your hands together as you're being seated tonight. My brothers and my sisters, if I could preach to you for a few moments, I want to leave you with this thought tonight. And it happened in Rome. Look over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, and it happened in Rome. Dearly beloved, my brothers and sisters, we understand that through this context of scripture that Paul was in pursuit of a city that you and I identify as Rome. While having a target over his head by, by men that sought to kill him and bind the legacy that were to come down the road to his mantle. He was in pursuit of a place called Rome. It was here, my brothers and sisters, that Rome was the capital city of the world. It was where the empire dwelt. In fact, it was known as a centerpiece of culture and cultural society with the media, the entertainment, the political stance, as well as the military forces. Rome was the platform for the messaging and the mobilization of the apex, if you will,
Israel of the marketplace. Rome, in fact, was a place that was known in that day and time as the great apple, if you will, in the 21st century. Rome was a place that many, if they couldn't survive outside the city, they would go to Rome to start businesses that would thrive and survive. And it was here, my brothers and sisters, that the Holy Ghost spoke to a man by the name of Paul and said, Paul, what I want you to understand is that I'm calling you to leave Jerusalem and to go to a place called Rome. The Bible, in fact, said that now he was preaching a gospel that others did not like. He was preaching a gospel that others could not comprehend. But in fact, he was preaching a gospel of telling them about a God that can save, that can heal, that can deliver. It was here, my brothers and sisters, that in this climax of pericope of Scripture, that Paul henceforth was on his way to Rome. Can I stop and tell you that perception versus reality is now the states that you and I must understand that it pursued how he was no longer just a messenger, but now Paul, he was in socks and chains. He was now taken captive by the captors as a prisoner. It was here as he was going to Rome, a place that God had called him to go to. But now, in pursuit of what God had called him to do, he was sailing on a ship. See, Paul, he became involved in an issue of legality, if you will, back in Jerusalem preaching this new gospel. Paul was so committed to this gospel, in fact, that he told them that I'm preaching to you about a Christ that was crucified, that was buried, that resurrected on the third day, that is coming back after a church with demonstration and with power. He began to preach this message from the hilltop to the valley to the point that the Pharisees could not understand how he could preach about a Jesus come on that allowed him to survive and to endure things in his life. But can I stop and tell you I'm not preaching to you tonight on this Monday night about a Jesus that can just save you, that can just heal you. But I'm preaching to you about a Jesus. Come on, that is all that he says. He is. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible declared. That when he looked at them, he said, I am the I am. He said, I was before Abraham was. He told them, don't you worry. Don't be the threat. For I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And in fact, he began to preach to a culture of believers and unbelievers in their own territorial borders. That Paul was so committed that the narrative that he chose caused everybody around him that was religious and cultural in their infrastructure to become irate at this message that he was preaching. In fact, he told them that it was 
this year as it become the counter to the status quo of those that were listening near and far that there were some little actions taken in result we find here now in the book of Acts that Paul was taken captive Paul got taken into custody why? because he wanted to appeal his conviction it was here that the Bible declared that on his way to Rome he was defending what John 14 said that I am the way the truth and the life no one can get to the Father but through me I need you to push your neighbor and say neighbor the message that Paul was preaching was to a church to understand that Jesus is still the way he's still the truth and he's still the life to the sin sick sinner to the afflicted on their dying bed that's who Jesus is and it was here my brothers and sisters as we begin to travel through this journey of scripture Paul did sacrifice the truth on the confines of a political agenda but it was here in the adulterous ideologies that Paul was willing to suffer persecution why? because he knew before he got to Rome there was a promise that God made him that what happened in Jerusalem it was also going to happen in Rome Matthew 5 10 said but blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven but blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake but he said in verse 12 rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you I gave a little bit to your neighbor for the first time tonight and say hey hey neighbor you gotta count all your trials joy you gotta count them joy because God has given us a promise that in the midst of what we don't understand he's still God in the midst of what we try to figure out He's still God in the midst of what we try to put our hands in and try to help God. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I heard the Holy Ghost today in prayer. He said some of you would be here tonight that you're asking God where he is in the midst of all this. I want to tell you, my brother, I want to tell you, my sister, you've got to count it all joy because in the midst of the trial, that's when he gave us a promise that in your weakness, he is made strong.
wants to use. Can I preach and tell you it was here that Paul understood that he had to go through what he did in Jerusalem because God had given him a purpose and assignment and a destiny. Can I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that it was hell's intent to only take you to Rome because in Rome there was a death sentence for the purpose and the plan of God. It was in Rome. Come on, the there. Come on, where convictions lay out. Come on, that they were going to use on the demise of Paul. But see, the fight didn't start in Rome. It started before Rome because of the greater measures. Come on, that were preordained by God. That's why 1 Corinthians 7 said, But as God had distributed to every man as the Lord hath called everyone so let him walk so ordain I in all churches y'all ain't hear me let me tell you what 1 Corinthians 2 said it said but as it is written that I have not seen nor ear heard neither have it into the heart of man the things which God storm or you're driven by destiny. Come on here. Let me say it again. You're either driven. Come on by the storm or you're driven by destiny. Well, preacher, how so well? I'm glad you asked me. Acts 27 verse 18. It now begin to give us. Come on the synopsis of that when we be exceedingly tossed. It said, we, we be exceedingly tossed with a tempest. Uh, the next day, they lightened the ship. And the third day, verse 19, we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ships. And when neither sun, verse 20, nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. All hope, watch this, that we should have been saved was then taken away. So watch it here. They had hope to begin with, but now they lost hope because of the tempest. Come on in the midnight hour. But I like what verse 21 said. The Bible declared, but after long accidents, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loose from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. But I like it because he said, in verse 22, this is a prophecy for somebody that's going to catch it tonight. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sin. I was praying today, and the Holy Ghost said to tell the people tonight that in the midst of what you're dealing with, you 
I need you to help me prophesy in here tonight. And if your neighbor don't get it, don't talk to him for three weeks. <laughs> Look over at your neighbor and say, neighbor, be careful. The shit that you allow to drive you when it was seeking to begin with.
Come on, in them little creeks. Come on. I see some of y'all frowning now. Come on. I ain't getting in no creek that I can't see my feet in. Come on. But we get in there and we swim. But see, there would be areas up that creek bed. Come on. Come on. That was full. Come on. Of mud. So if you couldn't swim, <laughs> come on. You try to jump, come on, and catch your breath. But all you're doing is sinking like quicksand. Okay, see, see, you're about to get it here in a minute. So, I don't know if you got cousins like I have. If you do, I'm praying for you. <laughs> but, they reach their hand out and you think they're helping you. Oh, I'm going to preach this. Don't you worry. And right when you want to grab their hand, come on, because you're in a place of needing help. Y'all ain't talking about pull you back under. Come on, and before you know it, come on, you're swallowing moss. Come on, swallowing ants. Come on, swallowing all that. Come on, creek water. Come on, down your throat. Watch this. Because I needed a hand. But I didn't care whose hand it was as long as it was happening. That's what hell I do every time. You're in a storm. You won't think to see who's up in you. All you know is I can't drown here. So in regret, you'll grab a hand because it's there out of convenience. Come on here. But I come to preach you out of hell tonight and tell you not every hand is for your destiny. And the Bible said in Acts 
So they threw their anchor out. <coughs> the Bible says in Romans 8, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let me say it again. For as many as are led. What is led? If you translate led, it means driven. So watch this. One translation says, For as many as are driven by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You cannot let your anchor down and allow your ship to drive you. You've got to be driven by the Spirit of the Almighty God.
and say, neighbor, I refuse to let my wrong experience die and fall to the cracks because of what happened in Jerusalem. Nothing shall deter me. Nothing shall harm me. But I want to preach tonight to somebody that's going to hear me in the Holy Ghost.
Let's say tonight. Like it happened in Rome. Holy Ghost anointed me. That I could see it happen. In my city. Come on. Holy Ghost. Like you anointed Paul. In Jerusalem. Like you anointed Paul. In Rome. Holy Ghost. Anoint my hands. Tonight that God wants to do it. Do you believe tonight that God wants to do it? 